2: Hello and welcome to the 437th episode of the slow, sorry, 438th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando.
0: Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis.
2: Guys, what about that Giro stage today? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> in the words of the great Tebow Pino, who are you?
3: Oh, hey, folks. This is uh, Michael Bodekheimer in sunny New Orleans. Uh, I heard I got a last-minute call-up. Happy to be here. Long-time listener.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's so great that thanks we for, needed an expert um, last-minute absence with Spencer out on the pod, so we needed someone as as smart and as good-looking as Spencer to come on and <laughs> fill the shoes. So, I, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I opened up the Twitter today, and... I saw these words. Slow Ride Podcast. I'm nominating Tebow Pino for the belt this week. And I didn't even know what was going on. So I just gave you a call and I was like, you need to be on the pod. So, <laughs> so, Bodenheimer, as I dug into this, this is quite possibly the greatest... Tw- this is the reason why I'm happy Elon Musk has kept Twitter <laughs> somewhat functioning. <It's> the team, <laughs> because... Man. This was amazing. So walk us through what's going on.
3: Well, I mean, you know, first of all, the the Slow Ride Championship belt, this is not a wrestling move. This is not Pino from the top rope coming down on J V. Um basically J V, you know, he on Twitter he's got a personality, right? He sort of Yeah he he kinda speaks his mind. Um sometimes he gets a lot of hate, some I mean, sometimes he gets a lot of love. But he was he was uh, throwing
2: shade. He was subtweeting Thibaut, Pini- Thibaut Pinot. He was he was subtweeting Thibaut Pinot, and he got called out by Rando Lee Twitter with sixty followers. Yeah, just saying, just at him, you coward.
3: <laughs> and he did, which is funny. He, did. I guess, he says, sure, yeah. he
2: goes. No, he probably couldn't read it through all of his tears. <laughs> of course, he's talking about how Thibaut Pino attacked and attacked and attacked and wouldn't congratulate the winner that sat on the entire time and didn't do the work where Thibaut Pino, you know, r- rides with emotion. Right, he's a great, yeah. great racer. His last Panache. Giro rides with Panache that we've loved him so much.
3: Is that Panache so, really, though? So. Uh, <laughs> to- Like, really? Doesn't panache include some smarts? It's true. There's a
0: fine line between panache and riding intelligently. And I do believe you're right. Sometimes Pino uh, tips over out of the panache zone into the, (laughs) why are you doing that? And yeah, I mean, when you watch that stage, uh, I don't know, whoever I had commentating were definitely like, I think he's doing too much work, you know, like, but they're hip to it. Regardless, yeah. Regardless, it then
2: continues. the The thread continues. Vodders tags him, and Tibo Pino comes back with, "Who are you?" <laughs> just <laughs> to which, like, just, but, just, but can, just, can we say like he just says, "Who are you?" Like, like, do you guys really think he doesn't know Vodders? Who Vaders oh, is?
0: He must no, know. this is this is. He must know. We,
2: we've talked about this many times on the pod. It's a small world. He guaranteed he knows who Vauders is as the master sommelier um, <laughs> of uh, American cycling, I'm and sure as friend of the, pod, of the pod, Ruby rube as, as yeah, exactly. As it, as far as Ruby Ru- Rube one of our great listeners, has also pointed this out that he they know who he is. But so he goes, "Who are you?" Which is just awesome. <laughs> and then, by God. Is that Lance Armstrong's music coming in from the <laughs> top rope? Who is he? He's a fucking clown, at least based on the 30-plus years I've known him. Like, someone asked Lance Armstrong, and then to top it all off. <laughs> topping it all off was pro cycling stats jumping in. Arguably one of the, the, the worst sci- like t- Twitter accounts uh, in the world that just comes in like can't we all just be along, get along and also quotes and uh and frank in here in in their response. They called it uh,
0: Anne Frank in their response? I didn't yeah, see Anne that. Frank. I did not see that far into the thing. Wow. That, yeah,
3: got, yeah. It, wow. it's amazing. Okay. So do you think pro cycling stats is trolling or do you think they're actually like trying to rehab their image
2: by being some sort of mediator on Twitter? Yeah. Maybe, but it's you know, guys, please. In a world where you can be anything, be kind, and just just keeps it going. And then someone else is like, "Wild coming from you guys, masters of passive aggressive tweeting." (laughs) Twitch Pro Cycling stats drops an Anne Frank quote in response. It it, it, like it was a total sideshow when I mean Pino, Tebow Pino dropped the elbow. Lance comes in and then pro cycling sets. So, Bodenheimer, who is the winner here?
3: It's got to be Tebow. I mean, he, I think he comes off looking not the worst. And (laughs) I think he had the strongest blow. And it was, it was so, it was so simple. It was elegant. Mm -hmm. And just the classic, who are you? The classic, I don't know this man. Like, that's, you can't beat it. So,
2: so, so. I would say the winner may be a uh, transparent sal on Twitter that called out voters by just saying just at him you coward like that that really just magnified it was just the right amount of match on the you know the <laughs> Tinder it was great it was like it opened up a bonfire of excitement mm-hmm.
3: so well can we do we can we talk about the belt this little ride pod belt is yeah. this so can
2: we, we can't we can talk about the belt but in respect of our third host, we cannot award the belt. What we can award, though, okay. is an interim championship belt. I was thinking about this. I, I looked up the Slow Ride podcast bylaws, which are available on our <laughs> wiki. Um, we can We can award an, um, an an interim belt. And then what we can do is we can bring it up to vote to Spencer later in the week. Like, next week. Like, he can finalize it. So... You know, you are, you have big shoes to fill, but I will say that currently, the Slow Ride podcast belt has been held for thirty three episodes by Tristan Bungram and Patrick Boss because they are the tandem that won the uh, still the Gravel World Championships. Okay, so it it, I, it time may be due. This is a very long reign of the Slow Ride thought, podcast championship belt. I thought Ali Jackson had it. She's the. She has the women's. She's though. the women's. Oh, my
3: bad. My <laughs> we got Yeah, we got okay. two, we got
0: two at this point. Okay, wow. so uh, I so know. then
3: I'm I'm nominating Jonathan Vodders. Really, Vodders. Yeah.
2: What's Vodders over Pino?
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he started it. He, he, he started, started it, and then, <laughs> and then he uh, he took offense to someone calling Derek G their favorite American. So I just feel like he's a. Uh, you know, kind of firing all cylinders on, on the Twitterverse, and, uh, I, and I nominate him for that. I mean, I, I know it might not make it past the uh, the, 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 you know, the, the top three, but I just want to put it out there.
2: All right. Yeah. I, I'm a little shocked. I thought you were going to go with the Tebow Pino, mm-hmm. but nominating Jonathan Vaughters is the swerve that I know Spencer— I mean, I feel like you're talking to Spencer here, because this is, this is right up Spencer's alley— that the zeitgeist was captured by Vaughters over this week, Um, talking some good trash on uh, Pino, and then taking it to uh, the effect, you know, being offended that someone wants Derek G to be an American.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go another route and nominate, uh, I dare say, friend of the show, Tom Skewns, because he's been in the break so much this last week last 2 weeks really and he's the f- he made it possible for the first time that i was not the one dragging the getting ready for school or i was the one dragging the getting ready for school uh dance over Ooh. here that i uh, tom tambun actually got fully ready and was for the first time ever and was trying to make me leave because i was i said we can't leave there's 8k left you're going to be late to school today <laughs>
2: And t- um, And Tom Skewns is in the break. He was in the break. Again.
0: one of the many times he's been in the break, but this was Thursday of this last week. But th- the fact that he showed me a way to finally make my child get ready, which is just I just watch cycling and tell them we can't leave. we can't go do anything. And they'll get ready just to just just to turn the tables on me. so i've they've opened up um, some reverse psychology parenting and also, the fact that he's been in the break at least every other day going for the win has been impressive.
2: Impressive. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, two great nominations. I love it. Um, little guy, I, Tom skins has been fantastic this week. It's been, been wonderful. Friend of the pod, probably listening to us right now on the the team bus, um, or on a transition day. Toms, it pains me to say this, but I need to see another breakaway before you get the belt. Because I got to see if little guy can make his son get ready for school once again. <laughs> you got to prove it twice. Vodders has been a clown car on Twitter for as long as we've known him.
0: That's true, that's a good point, he's got like consistency he, he fa-
2: It's very consistent and it's something that we definitely respect on this pod we, I mean, we, we've gotten into it with him on Twitter before, and then he gave us a follow Like, this is Vaughters is a pretty good nomination um, Of all the team directors, you know, he's up there You know, he's like the polar opposite of Lefebvre
0: Yeah, let's hope so <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I mean that's so that's the ultimate compliment right like
2: like if Voders got the belt I I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know brought us more listeners
3: I mean Vaters, if Vaders gets the belt think about it, you're also unifying the belts both at EF education I mean that's 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 pretty unique yeah, as well it's a very
2: very unique well that's um, true well, gonna- I
0: was gonna say on the women's side I do think we're gonna have to give it to Valerine soon yes, yes it's, it's <laughs> yes it's, I uh, uh, Jackson won Roubaix it was huge and the dances everything but um, Volerine just went and won uh, the GC one. at Burgos this <laughs> week and it's and it's it's just we can't ignore this anymore like every time you pull up any well, cycling results it's just her face like literally any I, you <laughs> go to any any cycling page you want it's just Demi vollering smiling at you <laughs>
3: So yeah, right. I mean, she also so she won Burgos, and then she won. Well, no, she didn't win Azulia, but she won two stages. Got second in GSP. Won the mountain stage. Yeah, yeah. She's it's like lit, you're right. You turn on, cycling Twitter, and on the men's side it's the Giro, and it's rain. And on the women's side it's yeah, It's just, it's which just, is just awesome. pictures
0: of Debbie Valerine. <laughs> yeah. I, at some point we're gonna get a day where she doesn't win, but they just the cycling intern just preloaded Demi Vollering's picture and it's going to have someone else's name, but it's just going to have her picture for all the things. Cause they just so, like, did it in the morning and then went out drinking and didn't remember to go back and change it. You know,
2: friend of the pod and multi-time, um, guest Abby, Abby Mickey skewns put up a, a tweet at some point, or as an Instagram post of basically what, um, V- Vollering's first cycling stat page looks like. And it's just all ones. I mean, it's all top, you know, podiums. It, It's very, uh, very important. I think there's a worthy nomination there too. Um, I'm going to hold off on uh, that one because I want to make sure that uh, Spencer's here for that. But as far as the interim, I'm all here for an interim belt uh, transition to uh, Voders. Um, but let's get into a little bit of this juro talk this week. Uh, great. Great week for North America. And by North America, I mean America, with Brandon McNulty (laughs) winning um, today and uh, American Ben Healy getting second uh, in in a sprint. Great to see. And we had a couple of other uh, great days. Derek G looking fantastic out there on, what was that, stage 14? Also,
0: like Tom Skewens, anytime Tom Skewens has been in the break, I think Derek G is contractually obligated to be in the break as well. Yeah, they've
3: both, the both been on the break four times. Um, I don't know who, but, yeah, Derek G has finished second three times. That's almost like a Peter Sagan-type
2: record it's, of the tour. Like, it's, it's kind of insane. Did you, so he's lost the sprint, although the one on, uh, was that Saturday? He almost won the sprint. The German, Nico Denz posted Denz. up awfully early. Almost,
0: almost hit him in the face. His post <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Denz's post up almost hit D in the face, which is the ultimate. I mean, that's either the rudest thing ever or the most baller thing ever is you come across the line and you literally just sl- sl- you know, slap your opponents. <laughs> Get out of so here. Get out
2: of Denz has won two of these sprints in these breaks because he also beat Tom Skeuns on uh, stage 12. But. <laughs> It was the um the sprint on what was it stage ten when Derek G lost to Magnus Court that captivated was my favorite thing um in cycling was when the uh the Canadian on the side of the road with the Canadian flag yelling at Derek G as he's climbing up in the the crappiest weather, basically the most motivating fan moment because normally you know like American fans they just like strap some longhorns on a football helmet and run next to you in America rah, rah, rah. this guy was so polite he's like you're gonna you're gonna do this Derek it's just like Vancouver Island back home you've been made for this you got 1k to go you're gonna go down the hill and then you're gonna win the freaking sprint and oh man I want I want that gentleman that was on the side of the road to uh, narrate my life for like maybe a couple minutes and then he'd get really bored because I you wouldn't know, be close to winning anything.
0: Wouldn't be exciting. I, I just did yeah. the math, you guys. Derek G's been good. in the break for 625 <laughs> kilometers Uh and Tom's That's has been, more
3: than I've ridden this month.
0: Yeah, Tom's has been in the break for 596 kilometers. According to that. So that's 388 miles to 370 miles uh, between the two of them. Uh, that's crazy impressive they've been in some long so, breaks
2: let's talk um the other big news in the giro was uh um thomas Vokler taking the uh the pink jersey after a 19 oh i'm sorry i meant bruno amarilli who was in a 19 minute break uh, yeah and takes the pink jersey journeyman cyclist on the... Well, I guess not really a journeyman, but just a real doer on the journey, FDJ team.
0: Yeah, Journeyed to FDJ and then stayed there because he's been there. Yeah, he's,
2: he's, nine years. Uh Great to see someone in the pink jersey that has a realistic chance to be in the top 10 um when this thing is all said and done, when it's all over, uh, as he holds on for dear life with a one-minute, eight-second uh lead over... The, uh, the, the Welsh Whirlwind... Of course, I'm talking about Garrett Thomas. My yes. favorite cyclist in the professional peloton.
0: Give us a quote, Timmy. Random quote. Come
2: well, on. random quote. Alright, let's go. Oh, this one will be uh, pretty good because this comes from the chapter entitled Alpine Adventures. As they head into the Alps, it is very important for the Giro to get um, good in, and G wants you to know when he thinks of the Alps he thinks of sweat in the eyes burning in the legs and a crowd so deep and so close you can smell the beer and barbecue on their breath. Beautiful. That Beautiful. gentleman is going to be what he's thinking about when he destroys Roglitch in the days to come to that's win hap- the Giro. No, it's not happening.
0: Shaking your Although, head, buddy. Who do you think? Well, Who you got this I mean, last like, week?
3: It's, I want to say Primo's, but they both are just have a penchant for crashing out yeah. at the end of Grand Tours. So it's probably going to be neither of them, right? Like who, who, who's next? Almeida. I mean, do you think it's really think Jao? Is it is it Almeida, the kind of guy who can finish off a Grand Tour? I don't. I don't know.
0: I don't know, but they're so close. Uh, a minute three. I mean, yeah, G is a minute three back, and then Roglic, Almeida, and then whatever Andreas from DSM who I don't realistically believe will quite be there but he's only in a minute 50 so they're all they're all within a minute of each other and then after that it's fighting for podium scraps but it, some people aren't that far like Caruso's looked like he's on a team that is kind of questionable sometimes and so he's looked uh, amazingly good I don't know
2: there's a there's a couple of monster days here and it's Garrett Thomas it's his it's his Giro to lose. It's got a two second buffer. What else could he possibly need? <laughs> Besides I mean, I staying th- up on his bike.
3: Well I do think him like <laughs> Remco, like obviously not being in it is actually is good for the the diesel that is G. I just don't know mm-hmm. if he's gonna get roglified so, if, if he's Primo he stays on his bike.
2: I mean let's yeah. let's ask a better question. Is is the Giro better now that Remco's not in it?
0: I don't know mm-hmm. because we've had such a quiet Right gc battle to this point like this I, who designed this giro i
2: some of these stages I, have been like fun, are they gonna but,
0: go to the mountains or what uh, like are they yeah. climbing or, <laughs>
2: they're, they're, like, they're starting this, they're starting on tuesday they're up in lake garda it's so a big third week
0: but lake man Pittsburgh. it has been quiet gc wise yeah
3: i mean so, i guess that but, it's given us these breakaways and like with the you know
2: we've got the weather's been pretty crappy i mean i don't <laughs> what What did tom skewn say on twitter today like all state like they're on stage 15 mm-hmm. and only four stages have been dry right
3: yeah no it's I mean, been I think terrible uh, and i and i and i gotta say like there's like you know you see um who is the cobbler adam hansen adam hansen is the cobbler now he's cobbling together the the voices of of the yeah. peloton and going on twitter and and, and trying to you know let the folks know what they're doing they short they shortened a few stages and you know the riders are getting some grief and i i they kind of like i don't i don't get that like it's have you ever ridden in you know 40 degrees and rain mm-hmm. yeah sure you might have done it at a cross race for an hour but have you done it for <laughs> five hours like the, going the down thing. like a hill at 50 miles an hour like it kind of blows my mind how, like, insensitive some of these people are on Twitter, but maybe that's just Elon Musk's Twitter that's really putting them to the forefront. But yeah, I mean, I, so to say this has been an interesting Giro, it, it, on the other side, maybe not a lot of GC attacks and climbing, but we've had big breakaways, yeah. crazy weather. So it is it is a, the story is unfolding,
2: and, and I think it's it's still pretty good. What about the revelation also of Derek G?
0: Oh, here we go. Here's you know, my like,
2: thing. Like, there's a winner of the Giro and
3: doesn't even win a stage yet. And- so, the first week and the first time Derek G was in, his bra- in, in a breakaway, he was Ruby West's boyfriend. That's, that's how he knew him. But he has now proved himself that he is now, he can now stand on his own as Derek G, <laughs> favorite American cyclist. And I, that's a journey that I've loved to watch. Mm-hmm.
2: So if if you were doing the American Cycling Draft, would you take Derrick G over Brandon McNulty? Oof,
0: It's tough. McNulty hasn't put the time in as much, but man, he got the win, you know?
2: He absolutely crushed it today on the win.
0: But he got the win right over American Ben Healy, so it's hard to know. You know, Ben Healy also (laughs) has won a stage, so...
3: Yeah. Well, let's just go. Let's just go look over to the Velo Games website and see who has more points. Uh, Derek G <laughs> or McNulty. I don't, uh, Derek G is seventh overall. Uh, McNulty way down. So I would pick Derek G if I'm thinking long term strategy for my for team. It's okay, uh,
2: that's that's fair enough. So Jero keeps going. We got Demi Vollering just absolutely crushing everybody that wants to participate in a a women's uh, race uh, winning uh, Burgos uh, by two minutes over friend of the pod, Sharon Van Anroy, Cyclocross superstar. Yeah. Um, Little guy's probably excited because uh, Tim Merlier (laughs) won a stage at four days of Dunkirk.
0: Did he? You know, I wish I would watch that race more (laughs) Often, if it wasn't middle of the Giro, and there's someone, there's just, I hate to say it, there's almost too much racing going on right now.
3: Like, did anybody yeah. watch the Antwerp Port Epic?
0: No, I I didn't find a feed for it. I did see someone mention on Twitter how it was today, and I know it is a race that's got some gravel. It's got it's got some mixed right. surfaces, and I know. So I I looked around for it, and I didn't I didn't know how to watch it, so I didn't get to see.
2: I, I did see Quentin Hermans got third.
3: Yeah, I mean it was it was it was a full slate of MVDPs, MVPs, uh Christ nice. Debont, Timo Kelic, Keelich, and Quentin Hermans one, two, three. So
0: Dang. All so, right. I love that. I love that.
2: Yeah, I guess I'll have to I'll have to seek that one out. I've heard a couple of things about it, but the other um, one here is the other big racing that's been happening was down in Arkansas, um, for the world famous Joe Martin Stage Race, arguably the most important stage race in American cycling now, definitely the longest running um, stage race, sponsored by Walmart now. So you know, maybe they, maybe it's got a little bit longer, um, you know time uh, put in. But I got, I got to ask a question for you guys: Is Legion of L.A. no longer the best team in American cycling? Were I feel they- like were
3: they the best team
2: last year they were they won anything that really mattered including races that they would put on with their own rules but <laughs> but they won they no they no they on, were they out. were
3: the best crit team they were uh, hands okay. down the best okay i will say this 2021 they were the best crit team 2022 it was it was a toss up in terms of crits between them and best buddies and we saw that come to head in salt lake uh, 2023 and who won <laughs> who won that one <laughs> nobody won that one tim <laughs> both riders, both teams and the fans we all lost on that one okay um this year we haven't seen we haven't seen the 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 a-list legion team at a crit yet so hard
2: jury's still out on that for 2023 so are they saving that debut for tulsa tough or for their own crit series that hasn't been announced yet serious question i'm assuming tulsa tough the whole a team will be out there the, the A-team, the
3: killer crit squad, which is like Tyler Williams, Alec Cowan, Sam Borden, the Williams brothers, uh, yeah, that, they're signed up for Tulsa. Uh, crit? Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Let's get to Tulsa in a second. Stage one of the Joey Martin stage race this year. Do you know who got third? Who got Oscar third Sevilla. Oh,
0: still nice. racing. still yeah, racing. Still racing. Still racing. So, the
2: and then uh, seventh, Miguel Angel Lopez. Also at Joe Martin stage race. Yeah, I mean, he had to lead until the crit today.
3: And he apparently flatted on the last lap in a crit in the UCI stage race, which is a pretty interesting situation. Uh, young Riley Sheehan of the Denver Disruptors, that's an NCL team, um, one of those crit league teams, he actually won the overall. I think he was down a second, and he was able to get the win by snagging bonus seconds in a sprint on the last stage against a former World Tour rider. That's pretty exciting. Awesome. That is
2: so awesome. You no doubt have listened to the podcast many times. I know you're constantly pressing F5, refresh in your favorite pod catcher, favorite pod ad. The Denver Disruptors, Miami Knights, pretty awful team names. Legion of LA is a step up. Little guy came up with the Omaha Owls. I'm a big fan of the Tulsa Sound Ponies. I think that should definitely be a team name. What do, what do you got, Bodenheimer? On the spot. Is there a For better where? name out there? For like a, if you were going to create your own crit team here in America because apparently franchises is how this thing's going to work <coughs> to make it better.
3: I mean, I think I'm going to steal it from the 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 minor league team, but I think the the Savannah savannah bananas like oh, come on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the bananas good, huh?
0: like
2: the banana yeah. crit team yeah oh that'd be pretty good
0: so little banana sticking out of the back pocket like like flapping yeah, like, like so like
2: the, the old the old so chipotle yeah yep. so the gc leader could not take a lap because it was last lap of the crit takes <laughs> yeah. a flat that's interesting um the joe martin sage race, uh little guy pointed it out to me a uh, friend of the pod, uh, Rob Kelly, over at the Criterium Nation Instagram account, has a picture of the Joe Martin Stage Race leaders jerseys. It's so good, so good. I would put, I would venture to guess, top three leaders jerseys of any race I've seen. Not as good as the salmon jersey at the Tour of Norway.
0: No, but but, but this one's pretty amazing. Consistency across jerseys. So like uh, points jersey, kom. They went. They went with one solid design where, the color sort of then it spells out the just Joe on the front, but then they you know just the color variations for the climbers and sprinters jersey. So, you've got one format that's very. It's good. It's just great. I love it. I really want a jersey that just says Joe, on it.
3: I I didn't even notice that that said Joe yeah wow I, I like i've been watching there been the joe martin has been posting uh interviews with the riders and stuff all week, all weekend yeah and i just been looking at their faces and says, <laughs>
0: what are you joke? doing that for why are you looking at their faces
3: 100 it's 100 so little guy panache on these kits They're one sweet. one look change the color that's a
2: that's a great way to do it yeah it's a plus it's fantastic what they need to do is fix the logo of the race to just be the logo that's the jersey.
3: They got to oh. go all in. Um, yeah. No, I like that. Joe. Come to the Joe. Come to the, so, Joe. At yeah. the Joe.
2: Yeah. Fill up the Joe. Congratulations to all the winners of the Walmart um, Joe Martin stage race, uh, including Lawrence uh, uh, Stevens, who won the uh, women's side for um, Tipco. SVB. I, th- I think SVB still sponsors. I think
0: they're still on the jersey. How does that work?
2: Big weekend for EF. because vodder has been too busy getting in Twitter fights with Tebow Pino than getting like uh, new jerseys uh, made. Unless SVPs you know pay did pay up and they just are going to have their name on the sleeve. Yeah. Are they the are the they year. the
3: same team though? Has that been confirmed? Are they like
2: oh, under the same? I don't know. I mean, it's the yeah, same color the same scheme. Management. So I might. I mean, yes, I'm definitely making a assumption here, but all right. Um, you know, but that's kind of what I'd do.
3: Well get, quit shitposting, J V and get that women's spot squads, you know, fully funded. We got we got our national cyclocross champion on that team. We got our US Road national champion on that team. So
2: no messing yeah. about. So what else is going on in the world of New Orleans cycling, Bodenheimer. We in have New you on, and I feel like, yeah, like, you know, pretty flat. You know, was, like quit <laughs> anything exciting? Because I, I like, I saw Wilmington Crit just happened. <laughs> yeah, that's not in New Orleans. but, yeah, no, you but th- didn't didn't Gibbons win? Isn't that one of your guys from the, the, the South? Yes.
3: Well, he's I don't know that he's from the South. He spent some time in Athens. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of racing going on this weekend in America. We had Joe Martin, as we said. They had a bunch of gravel races, like two big gravel races, Grinduro, um, and then you know, Wilmington Grand Prix. Uh, once at one time was on the PRT, uh, it was a crit happening, and uh, yeah, my my, my guy Thomas Gibbons of Hot Lap Summer won the men's race over a uh, friend of the show Adam Meyerson, and then the automatic uh team also went one and two with uh, Kimberly Stoveld and Grace Arlinson in the women's race. Um, all two of those riders, like you heard so, it here first, like Friends of Slaughter Podcast, uh, Grace arlinson and kimberly stoveld are new riders and they're exceptional talents and you'll be seeing a lot more of them
2: in the future so is the wilmington so why did they go to wilmington and not joe martin sage race because they wanted to go they're a crit team oh gotcha straight up crit team yep all about the crits so are you going to be traveling at all with them this year perhaps to tulsa for tulsa tough
3: uh, they're not going to Tulsa, uh, not on their calendar. I am going to be at Easton, Twilight and tour Somerville. So I'm hitting some of those East coast races I haven't been to. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll be there with them there. And, but I'm actually going to go to Tulsa and race my bike as I'm going to, I'm going to be uh, in the master's field. I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. Nice. Cool. And the, 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 the best thing is that, you know, the start times at 8am I love to race a crit at eight AM on a Saturday morning. You know that way I can, just, you know, go on the rest of my day. You know, yeah. get it done. Have you go go home? Have you the been to Tulsa?
2: Have you been to Tulsa before? I have. Yeah, I've been three times. Okay, and then what races are you going to be doing? The Cryberry Baby Hill race. Are you going to do the Arts District Twilight Crit? I'm doing Arts District and the Cryberry Hill. Yeah, and then what's uh, and there's three races in the the weekend, right?
3: There are th- yeah, Blue Dome is on Friday, but Blue Dome is only for select more elite categories. The the Masters and the Cat 5s don't get a don't get a race okay. on
2: Friday. What's your favorite of the three as a spectator? Or sorry, not even as a spectator, as a professional media member. Um wow.
3: Well, I mean, I'd say Friday there's a lot of pressure on Friday because it's kind of, it's like a big, it's a huge party. A lot of folks, it's like, it's, it's the A plus event. And so you like want to make sure you get the best footage. And it's, I feel a lot of pressure Saturday. Uh, it's a little I think everybody's kind of come down a bit from the, the, the high of Friday and it's a little more easier to get around the, the venue. And you've got some more interesting, like vantage points you can, uh, take shots from, and then Crybaby is like, it's, it's day three. You're exhausted. It's it's hot as hell. And there are like thousands of drunk college kids just getting wasted on Crybaby Hill. And you're trying to like navigate through that. Um, the best part though is that they're all gone when the pros race. Like they started drinking at like nine. So by the time three o'clock rolls around, like they're gone and you can move around. <laughs> they all have heat stroke. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Did, <laughs> what's the, so Blue Dome is Friday night. And that's yeah. the that's the biggest crowd,
3: I think so. Yeah,
2: like packed three, four deep, or you know, try sell this to me. Like, or is it just kind of like on the home straight? No,
3: it, it's it, it's packed all around the venue. Uh, it kind of, it, I've been there when there's construction, and so they've got these barriers blocking things. But like, yeah, some some intersections, it's 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 two or three deep. Um, there are some room in the backside, but I mean, like, they've got food trucks all around. They, all the bars are open right there. Every time I'm there, someone will walk up and be like, what's going on here? How long, how many laps did they do? It's always how many laps. How far are they going? I'm like, I don't know how they go until it's over. But yeah, it is. I mean, like people are there and they're excited. They don't know shit about crits. Uh, it's a cool course,
2: I think. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like, it's a big party. So, Tulsa's fun. And you, you've, been to, you've been to Athens Twilight. I have, yeah. So that that's my reference is Athens Twilight. And I, I was, Athens Twilight's a lot like that. People are like, oh, how many laps are they doing? Like, yeah, that is actually what gets asked all the time. Um, I did see a chalkboard sign outside a bar at the Athens Twilight that just said, welcome to Athens Twilight. It's NASCAR, but for Democrats. Um, <laughs> that, that, that was really good. Um, nice. So was so was similar? F1. Is, is Athens similar to uh, Blue Dome or bigger?
3: That's a good question. Um, Athens is huge as well, and I it's like, oh man, I had I had a good analogy for this because Athens is is sort of old school. It's been like 40 years yeah it's been around. it's the established brand. it's still big. Tulsa 15 years now, maybe a little more of an upstart vibe to it, kind of do things their own way. Um, but I think they're both they're both really big. I, I couldn't say which one's bigger. Um, and I, they're both awesome.
2: nice. Well, I hope to get out to the Tulsa tough week. Someday. So, it'll be good. I appreciate the uh, little bit of info on how this yeah. all works. No, I, I I love it. Yeah. A lot of stories from the road. So, do you guys want to uh, jump into the Slow Ride mailbag? Let's do it. There's a lot here. So, I know we're going to save some of them for a uh, good friend of the pod, uh, Spencer, if he ever decides to come back. But, up uh, <laughs> first, we've got... Uh, Sean hitting us up. Hey guys. Is this interview with G Atherton, the best cycling comeback ever or best interview comeback ever? I can't think of better. Definitely the highlight of the Giro so far G demonstrating the driest and most cutting humor in the Peloton long-term listener from the UK corner. Um, Little guy. I don't know if we're going to be able to put it in, in post post, but how would you um, explain this, uh, this little um, interview? It's really good.
0: Uh, well, the interviewer asked. G, uh, says uh, there's a lot of riders from the 80s and 90s who are uh, questioning the riders this week and some of their actions. Be- like what he we was saying earlier, the riders uh, uh, obviously not enjoying riding in rain every single day and uh, having some health and safety protocols and G's only response was, well, there's a lot of things they did in the eighties and nineties that we're proud that we don't do anymore. So, uh, they can (laughs) say what they want.
2: (laughs) So good. So good. good. You know, that's why he kind of like
0: walks away at that point too. He's just kind of like, that's it. Mic drop, you know? Yeah.
2: It was so well done. Yeah. Bo Nimer. Where, where, where do you, uh, where do you rest on the, um, Garrett Thomas scale? What do you what do you what do you mean like? like did, do you, like, you really like him? Are you greatest ever? Best ever? <laughs> like eh, Kind of indifferent. Like, like what, Are you excited? I yeah.
3: I I, I think I, my 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 Garrett Thomas fandom really peaked when he um. When oh he well, won you know the what? Tour. <laughs> No, I was I was thinking of Ian Stannard when he. When he, when Quickstep pulled a quick Step and Ian Standard <laughs> won that. But Garrett Thomas used to be a classics man. You know, he, he yeah. would, he would ride those one days. And that was sort of when I mean, I'm, I'm sort of nonplussed. Like, sure. Like, he, he, I'm much of a fan of Garrett Thomas is how exciting he is in the race.
2: Okay. All right. I'm a, I'm just a fan. Oldest guy in the Peloton, one of them <laughs> leading, leading us on. It's so good. So good.
0: He'd be the oldest Giro winner, which I'm surprised at. I, 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 I
2: if he this will be his if he yeah. can pull it off. So he's won only one Grand Tour, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, been on the, the biggest one of them all. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, next I'm one comes.
0: He'd be the oldest because it, it just really felt like there'd be some 50-year-old guy who won in 1923. You know.
2: <laughs> the next one. The next email comes to us all the way from Long Beach. Dear Slowride Pod, Brandon McNulty is the anti-Remco. I may sound like a USA homer, but I was so impressed by the ice water in the veins of Brandon McNulty on stage 15. Brandon displayed no ego, no arrogance, but he just let the anxious Irishman Ben Healy do all the hard work. Meanwhile, McNulty calmly kept his powder dry until the last 300 meters of the race, for about the last 65 kilometers, McNulty was saving his matches at the expense of Healy. As I thought about McNulty's racing style, it occurred to me that McNulty's intelligence style was exactly the opposite of Remco Evenepoel. <laughs> During stage 6 of the Vuelta Catalunya, the mind games between Primoz and Remco started at 9k before the finish, and Remco, arguably has more strength and stam- stamina than Primoz, suddenly realized... 9K from the finish that his decision to try to get Primos to crack by breaking away was a tragic error. Then Remco made it worse by trying to scold Primos into taking the lead, but Primos was too smart to bite. It was then obvious that everyone, that regardless of Remco's superior physical talents, he was no match for Primos' superior tactics and strategy. Likewise, McNulty's knowledge of tactics won the day day stage 15 of the Giro. David Price. What do you guys think? Is he the anti-Remco?
3: Yeah, I mean, mean, he has a...
0: Primos is too, then. Uh, (laughs) It
2: sounded like way too much accolades for Primos. Primos is really the anti-Remco. But if Brandon McNulty had to be sponsored by a pizza chain, with what you guys know about him, who would it be?
3: Oh, man. That's a good question.
2: Papa John's? Oh, I'm feeling Papa John's. Yeah. Is that because he's on UAE? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna get a shakaroni. Solid, solid pizza. You know, by you life.
3: know Papa John's. You get that like got that. You get that tub of oil. You know,
2: <laughs> they served you.
0: They still do that.
3: I don't know. Uh, I
0: haven't had Papa John's in a while. Even as a teenager, <laughs> that made me feel like I was gonna have a heart attack. You know, I never you <laughs> eat some bad stuff when you're a teenager. <laughs>
3: It took me a long time to realize you're supposed to shake it up and it, you know, kind of turns into butter. Um.
0: Oh, nothing like a big dunk of butter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nothing like that, get your pizza and garlic butter. Uh, yeah. Go, America. Hot, uh, maybe maybe he's a, a Little Caesars, hot and fresh. He's hot and fresh right now. You know, he won that yes. stage. Ooh. That's true. Ooh, hot
2: and take and bake on the way home. What was that? Papa Murphy's. Papa yeah. Murphy's, yes. Yeah, yeah. I got to preheat the oven. Yeah, so good. Um, we got a bunch of other emails. Uh, Frank Cundiff, friend of the pod, um, former host of the Slow Ride Podcast at our debut live performance at the Richmond Cycling World Championships. Uh, scaling Matt's clothing line? Guys, uh, Frank writes, when my ride started this morning, it was 52 degrees, and when I finished, it was 79 I really could have used a good short sleeve puffy to keep me comfortable. Second, our favorite collab just dropped some new items that I think Matt can improve upon. The $370 poncho is really something to behold. And of course he's talking about the new all Raven specialized drop two And the poncho little guy, have you seen this thing?
0: Yeah, I've seen it. It's great. It's great. I do have an old sleeping bag. I've been thinking about modifying
2: or, uh, no, you won't drinks. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. I don't think you did. I saw oh, your. No. Uh, I saw your skills. I saw your your sleeve <laughs> skills. The only oh, thing no, saving no. you is that the is that the poncho um, doesn't have sleeves. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: no, I'm not. I'm not making any claims to quality here. I'm just, you know, I'm still. I will know, say I'm still doing it. I'm I'm cat five when it comes to sewing. You know, get, I will say I've got to get my garments in and I can move up to fours.
2: Of all the items in this collection, I will say that the poncho, or the um, mm-hmm. the sleep poncho, because it's different than the rain poncho. The sleep poncho, yep. poncho yeah. is my favorite. Like I, I could see this, I could see this actually being usable. Like if you're sitting around the campfire, uh, maybe the the fire's dying down and you're in the camp chair, <laughs> and you've yep. got this thing on to keep you a little warm. I mean, so at 250 bucks, eh, it only weighs like they have the weight on here 585 grams. Well, yeah, you're so, bike you're
3: first there. off, didn't 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 Polar stuff do this a while ago? Polar uh, did this a long
0: time ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. tons of, and now it's like every brand's got got one of these, they
3: got one of these. So, yeah. talking about New Orleans, Tim, and cycling in New Orleans, I was I was informed by my friends who have been they've been bike pack camping. What do you what do you, what do you call that? Bike packing, bike pack. That's bike, bike. Does bike packing mean you sleep out under the stars? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm unfamiliar with that stuff, but I know you guys are. And, and they informed me that they this was last weekend they went out that this was the the season is over in New Orleans that they are done. And but I'm looking oh, yeah. at this and I 100 could see my friends exactly as you described it, Tim. You you roll up to camp you. Un, you just take this off your little paneer or your front rack and you put it on and then you're in it and then you're sitting next to the fire. And yeah, like you said, you just fall asleep like a little like a little roly poly. You just zip it up and you're there.
2: So I, I hate to admit it, but it's actually like a pretty decent piece.
0: I mean, it looks cozy and you can't you can't argue with that. You know,
2: you What say, what could you possibly argue with little guy?
0: Well, I'm just saying like, you could be like, oh, that looks silly and kind of (laughs) dorky all day. But at the same time, we all know deep down that if you put it on us and like you guys said, you put you down in front of a campfire, you'd be comfy as hell and you fall asleep and really what more can you ask for from a garment, right?
2: (laughs) Just maybe a little bit cheaper, little guy. So how much do you need in your budget to get this one done?
0: Uh well I mean nothing cuz I have a old I have an old sleeping bag that so that this one's on the house. You know this one's up, the prototype's basically almost already ready. Let's go.
2: So we got a couple we got a bunch of other emails. I just want to give a quick shout out to Kevin Dolan, Aaron Lale, Andrew Hansen and um good friend Hawkeye, 1824 sending over a slew of emails. We can't get to them all um this week on the pod. Um but I do want to uh, give a shout out. I don't know how we got on a uh, press release, like email press release calendar from um, like PR agencies. Yeah. Uh, but we got this one from uh, a, a, a wonderful uh, woman named Melissa just inviting us um, about meeting Fabian Cancellera at the New York City Tudor, Tudor Watch Boutique. On May 31st. We have 10 days to get there. Um, they won't fly us up. I did email back to see if they would fly us up to 5th uh, Avenue um, in New York City to go to the watch store to meet Fabian. But, I, you know, I have a lot of questions. And uh, I can't think of a better place to do it than at a watch shop.
3: You're going to ask him about the motors in the
2: watches? I was. Is it an automatic? Is it a... Is it a you know a wind, like hey, Fabian? How does this relate to the motors that you have used? <laughs> Did I see
3: experience. something where um, that Phil Gaiman, friend of, friend of um, Fabian, also has a watch sponsor? Is that? Do you think there's going to be some sort of collab soon? Uh, the Gaiman,
0: oh. are they friends now after their their argument a few years ago where they raced or whatever? They're buds now. I think so.
3: I, I think they're friendly, right? I mean like they're you that's this all these all these arguments are fake, right? They just they're just right. doing that to drum up the, the likes and the clicks and the
2: come to my charity event and uh we'll get everybody to watch us race. I mean, they could still be friends regardless of if they have a watch sponsorship or not. But I was just a little disappointed that, that you email us and then you just think that we're going to fly to New York City to meet Fabian Cancellara. I mean, it'd be worth it. Um, except for, um, we're saving up all our money to go to, uh, Glasgow world championships. They're going to yeah, absolutely crush it. I
0: think just it. think we're, we're bigger rollers than we
3: are, you know,
2: just think um,
0: with all our, with all the clicks we're getting, we must be rolling.
2: I
3: mean, media, lot, big budgets, you know, there's, there's a lot of budgets, big budgets in media right now.
2: So, yeah, so, especially yeah. so huge, like, huge, huge, huge bu- budgets. Uh shout out to uh Nick uh Wilmess, who was uh emailing us about um Mother's Day as well at the Giro and ended up uh getting stuck watching a time trial. Uh but little guy, we got an email here from a friend of the pod Nate. Uh and it and it just starts this email is going to deescalate in it in its absurdity. I promise. Okay. Nate's been advocating Long been advocating for a podcast to turn into a Nordic ski racing podcast during the off season, especially uh, that dull period after Cyclocross World Championships but before Milan-San Remo. And there's only one other <laughs> good English, there's only one other good English language Nordic ski podcast, and it's not terribly humorous, and their pronunciations are disappointingly accurate. Oh, so Nate is volunteering to run a show on the Wide Angle Podium Network or at least a corner on the podcast for a few weeks every February. And his qualifications are he has a nice microphone and he pays $7 a month to watch Nordic ski races. Um, so even if we don't do the podcast, he does want to invite you, little guy, to the Loppet Cup in Minneapolis in February 2014 because it's the first time it will be a World Cup. It's going to be a cross-country skiing World Cup. In Theo Worth Park, wherever that is, Nate says he'll be there with his son, who is located. whose name is Matthew Vanderpool. Matthew Vanderpool. Okay. The World <laughs> Cup almost never comes to North America and conveniently sits right in the most boring period of the cycling calendar. I think we could be onto something here, guys. And even if the little guy doesn't want to go stand in the cold for a few hours, oh, I do. he he will volunteer to represent the Slow Ride Pod as a correspondent on the ground. He will even hold a Dirk Hoffman motorhomes placard at the finish, <laughs> and he will wear the Anarok. I will get audio drops <laughs> from the racers. Tomorrow, yeah. You choose. So, pretty exciting that the uh, a cross country skiing World Cup is coming to Minnesota. Um,
0: yeah, I did not know that. That's cool. I will. Um,
2: I Do you think there'll be enough snow? I'd definitely
0: go out. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, this last year we would have been good. So, hopefully, we'll have another snowy snowy winter. We had a good.
3: Do,
2: do they it? make those, those middle snow. weeks of?
3: Do they make fake snow for ski races? If there's they not, they can. Yeah.
0: do, and they make they make fake snow at that at that park already. That uh, at Worth has a lot of cross country ski shows, Obviously, if they're doing a World Cup there, and they make they make snow there, so they'll be okay. fine.
2: They'll be fine. But that's a usually a miserably cold time of year, though. That middle of February,
0: it can be, but it can it be fine? I, Nate, yes, I'll totally go. I would say, yeah, we should. We'll get you a microphone. We'll get you seven dollars. <laughs> you can run a podcast for a month. That sounds great. I think
3: I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. I want. I don't know anything about um this kind of skiing. I don't know anything about any kind of skiing. So yeah. like if if Nate can provide like a little bit of backstory, a little bit of like who who's the heel, who's the I, face yeah, of exactly, the exactly. Okay, world. all right, that's a little bit yeah, better. Like <laughs> who who who's who's the legion? Who's the best buddies? Like Nate, give me. Give is me it, all this.
2: Is it true that all of the Norwegian cross-country skiing team is doping?
3: Right. Yeah. Like who who Wake has once. who hasn't <laughs> checked in on their whereabouts? Um, I want to know some VO, VO, VO two nat max numbers. Are they bigger yeah. than cyclists?
2: Like give me give me some yeah. give me, yeah yeah let's do it. Do, Nate. do, do cross-country do ski racers make fun of the biathletes? <laughs> oh, <definitely. laughs> yeah. Like are the biathletes really just reject cross-country skiers? Oh, or is just
0: steady your hands. I want to know who has the most <laughs> snot on their face when they finish. That's
2: what Why thinking. is it at the end of a cross-country ski race, it looks like they've all been just taken out by a um, like a sniper of some kind? Have you ever seen that after a race, the way they just fall over? They don't do that in cycling. It's I mean, Matthew Vanderpool is the only one that does. Yeah. Vanderpool does.
0: And he's the greatest cyclist in the world, so there you go. Yeah. Maybe Maybe that's what we need. I've always wondered if 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 cross country skiers just actually just go harder than cyclists because yeah you feel, cyclists finish and they're standing there and they're talking to somebody and I know they went hard so, but cross country skiers just fall over and and look like they died.
2: Yeah, I so don't, they don't post up then. Like, what's I a ski look? A I, ski don't post up? I don't know. I don't much know much about I don't know much about cross country skiing. We, we, but, we, need we need to learn. But I have used a Nordic track once before, and it it is very <laughs> tough to uh post I've up seen, on an order
0: actually so i guess I'll, I'll take the take the slight bit of knowledge i mean that i've skied i i would definitely be excited in going because i years ago they had uh short track speed skating like world
2: i went to yeah i went to that chips here at Marichi.
0: And, and yeah and i didn't know anything about it but i was like this us be cool so we went and it was amazing and like I don't know. Not that 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 it wouldn't be cool anyway, but just like going to such a such an event, even if you don't know anything about it, if something like that happens so, in your town, you should go cuz it's like the energy of it and you know, like just being surrounded by all these like, you know, nerds for this one sport, you can't help whatever it is just be like wrapped
2: up in it. I dude. mean, it I'm looking forward to the coverage. If I happen to be up in the Twin Cities, I'll also go stand there well, with with you, but I will not be wearing the Ragnarok Or Anorak, because I want to uh, be warm. Maybe Um, I'm going to miss connection, too. (laughs) That was a solid, solid... Hey, let's... uh, I I feel unfortunate about this, but we do got to go to Bummer Corner um, for a second. Uh, USA Cycling, uh, in all their wisdom, decided to put out a survey to its membership base, of which I am not a member. um, Me neither. About uh, basically the membership's feelings towards uh, placement of um, trans cyclists and identifying like how to move forward in this ridiculously hotly debated topic. Um, And, you know, we have uh, uh, dear friends of the podcast that are going to be impacted by whatever decision is made by USA Cycling. And, you know, I just had to come out and say that Putting this type of survey out to the general public is very disappointing because I can't think of um, a bigger way f- of uh, further alienation of a uh, of a, mi- a minority group than the majority coming in uh, in a non like kind of scientific survey poll. It's a participation study, and we know what's happening in this world right now, and it was very disappointing to see.
0: I didn't, uh, I'm also not a member, so I didn't, I didn't see anything about that, but, uh,
3: yeah. yeah uh, I, I actually am a member. I just, I just, re- I just got my license, like, two weeks ago, and I'm like, I saw that, and it's like, ugh, it's, it's, it sucks, and yeah, and like, I don't, I don't, did you just hear, it's just, it doesn't seem like it was actually a, uh, an effort made in good faith. And that maybe they is an answer they're looking for and they're trying to ask the questions to get what they want, which is scary. Um, So, yeah, very,
2: very unfortunate way of doing things. Very, very unfortunate. Um, I was hoping for so much more, but I I don't know how to get out of bummer corner um, right now. But what I do uh, know, know how to do is to thank you, uh, Bodenheimer, for coming on the Slow Ride Pod. Um, yeah, where uh, where can people find you and what's going on in uh, in, in your wonderful world right now?
3: Um, well, people can find me. I'm, I'm on the I'm on the Twitter still. Find me at at Land um, You can also find me on Instagram at Yeah You Ride um nothing 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 new I'm big cooking right now I'm actually working on a video for a race promoter for a race uh, down here in Louisiana called Rouge Bay oh it what happens yeah it happens next oh. March and I got some amazing footage I'm, I'm in I'm in the edit I'm cutting away we're making it great and I I, I want everybody to come to Rouge Roubaix because so it is
2: what year are they on right now
3: Twenty something. And I think it's this been is actually the twentieth twentieth edition because it didn't happen for five years because one year of COVID and then like there was a bunch of sh- stuff with the the local town municipal government and then like they smoothed things over but um there was a lot of, there's always like flooding of the yeah. Mississippi River uh, can cause issues so but it's a super dynamic so, it's off road so, did it, it happen this year? It did. Yeah.
2: Okay. So this was the first year back. After a five-year hiatus, basically
3: it was yeah.
2: The I did Rougeur Bay thirteen. Okay, one of my favorite races I've ever done. Um, What I remember about the race, besides some of the the gravel sections, it was the first like gravel I I did flat in a section, but I was able to still finish. I liked how it was like a cloverleaf, how you would go out on these loops, but then you kept coming back to like kind of a almost like a hub. And then you go out to do another loop. So, like, you never felt that you were going so far away from the start line. Like, you're always kind of like around. And some of the most beautiful, like, southern landscapes that I have seen, like the the live oak trees and that just. Oh, yeah. When you live, I was living in Gainesville at the time, and that, that whole, like, southern tier um, environment. And I know you're in uh, New Orleans. I, it's something I, I love so much. And we stayed in Baton Rouge. But we did do one night in Abita on the way over. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We were the tourists. I don't know if you saw us there. Drinking some Purple Haze. And uh, I absolutely love that event. I would love to go back to it. You should come. You should come. The next question question I'm going to ask you is going to decide if I come. In the video that you're making for the Rouge Roubaix uh, promoters. Yeah. Is there a drone shot? Oh, all sorts of drone shots. We, we right. got drone all coverage. Right. Right. I might be in. All right, I might yeah. be in.
3: We got drone coverage. We got GoPros. We got we got my it, my cinema I, camera.
2: I got it all. At one time, that race was one of the biggest in the country. I mean, so it was
3: yeah, I mean, like, it's, uh, I mean, Ty Magner, Travis McCabe, um, Lauren DiCrenzo have have all won this race. Uh, Stephen Hyde, I believe he won the Cat Three fours and like. 2013 um yeah so a lot of riders have come to this race uh it's a it's a road race with gravel and it's it's a i i rode the course la- in february and i rode it on my road bike and with now you know with new road bikes you got thir- size 30 tires and that that was great it was the perfect bike but i mean you're you are going if you like to ride your road bike if you like to underbike your road bike then it's perfect if you're scared of that then maybe not for you maybe ride your cross bike but uh yeah you should all definitely
2: come. Everybody should come down. So, this will be uh, I'm, look, I'm on the website right now. It'd be 22, It'd be number 22. Yeah. I might have to. Okay. I might have to do it. Thanks for that. Thanks for reminding me of such a beautiful race. So, awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We'd like to thank mm-hmm. all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out how you can uh, discover more independent cycling media. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the slow ride pod. And you can always email us. We're at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. And all emails are gratefully received. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando.
0: That uh, is Matt in Minneapolis.
3: Not Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts.
0: But I'm going to remind you to always wave at your fellow cyclists. you see out on the
3: the slow ride podcast likes advice
0: and rumors straight from the source the slow and on twitter at the slow ride